0: relationships life and love wholeness and growth we are here for all of it from life stories about our decade of marriage to the crazy things happening in our world
1: every episode is about giving you honest truth raw and vulnerable from our perspective
0: just a few 30 somethings giving back so follow us as we journey through stories sarcasm and laughter this This is is the the fresh life podcast what up what up what up
1: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Fresh Life.
0: It is Election Day.
1: It is Election Day, and you have already exercised your right to vote.
0: I vote um, early, um, as far as early in the morning. Um,
1: (laughs) Not an early voter.
0: Early voter, but but early early in the morning morning.
1: on Election Day.
0: Yeah, you know it's uh, it the lines were the lines were long. It was kind of funny. Like I would say that people had to have gotten there at. 5 30
1: really and the post didn't open to what time because
0: I, mean, I was i was uh, like the hundredth person in line probably really yeah wow and it was cold if not more yeah it was dark it was cold i had my coffee but let me tell y'all something the only way coffee is warming you up is if you have a cup of coffee a paper cup I had that, you know, Starbucks like metal mug, and that thing was as cold as the oh. as the outside.
1: Okay, you talking about your hands itself? Yeah, the man. The only way it's warming up yeah. the hand is if you if it's yeah if, if it
0: needs to be a paper cup yeah
1: it needs to be warm itself
0: so then once i was out of the coffee now i'm like what do i do with this cup okay so it was just like uh, you know did but did you it was keep cool. the
1: cup or did you throw the cup away i got the cup oh okay. yeah you i've had that the cup for a
0: few years now but yeah. it was cool I mean, you know everybody in line was to themselves people were probably of course still sleepy you know so no one was really talking except it's always one guy In the back of the line, full of conversation. He got all this stuff to talk about, you know, his kids, how he dinner and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, it's six in the morning, bro. Be quiet. Just hush. But I made it through.
1: You made it through. So my question to you is, um, how was that voting? How did you feel about voting today? And for some of our listeners that might hear this on Thursday, you know, it's just we just don't know the outcome is going to be tonight.
0: So rarely uh, is the outcome ever really decided by midnight. You know, I think that we don't normally, you know, have an official like knowing of the outcome by midnight. You know, I think we have a general idea, you know, about what things are, you know, what's going to take place. but. You know, I mean, I felt pretty good. I mean, it feels good to do your part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I woke up pretty heavy this morning, to be honest. I was thinking about just the state of our country. I was worried about what happens if somebody wins over somebody else. Um, I was just hoping for peace today. I wanted to be a peaceful day. And if Donald Trump is voted out of the presidency, I want a peaceful transition.
0: I just want peace. (laughs) Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> they gonna have to uh they gonna have to get Donald up out of their fresh fresh print style.
1: Throw him out like and Uncle Phil? Throw
0: him out like I Uncle Phil. I cannot
1: take it. Really, Chris?
0: Yeah. I mean That
1: scares me.
0: Well, listen, there's plans in place for this stuff, you know, because America needs a fresh life. Like I don't care what none of y'all say. Whoever I don't listen, this this is our podcast, so I'm gonna say what I wanna say.
1: Say what you wanna say. In
0: the end in the end i I put this on uh on my social media. Everyone you know says that you know the economy, the economy is all about you know you know economy and blah blah blah. I'm not even going to make the remark that most people think I'm going to make. What I will say is that um there are so many more people on unemployment today like that is alone a huge mark of the economy. Mm-hmm. Like how many people are unemployed right now? Mm-hmm. That matters.
1: Yeah.
0: It matters that we've added $7 trillion to the debt. Yeah. From the conservatives. So I don't care what, you're, what, what party you're from. Those are real numbers. Mm-hmm. Those are numbers. Numbers are ambiguous. Yes, They're just, yes, they are yes, what yes, they are. Yes. So ever you make out that, all I'm saying is let that be the story. You do whatever you do. You're already gonna do whatever you do by the time you've heard this. So just know that I want the guy out of there.
1: Yeah. No, we we're we're voting for Biden.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am voting for a Biden Harris administration. Yes. Am I a fan of Biden? Absolutely not. Not a big fan necessarily. But in this case, there is there's a difference of one person to another and in on this podcast we talk about character, morals, competency, you know, all that sort of jazz. And so because of that, we are pretty we have a pretty decent, you know, emotional IQ. And I can tell you this, there is something in the atmosphere that does not sound like or seem loving when you think about what's going on in our country. And so I want to replace that with more love. With more, you know, genuine care for your neighbor. Um, Because for those of us who love the Lord, I just think that's what he wants.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes I'm off my soapbox. That's okay. You are allowed to be on your soapbox on this November 3rd, 2020 election day. It's a big deal. I'm ready to put it behind us. And hopefully it thing behind us. Oh, Lord. All right. So today we're going to talk about fear. We are talking about the type of fear that keeps us stuck in life and how we've personally overcame fear and how we continue to overcome fear, because I really think it's one of those things that you are going to constantly be presented by, especially resistance, especially when you have purpose and calling on your life. And it's scary to be vulnerable and to show up and be authentic. And that type of fear can definitely keep us stuck. So we are talking about getting unstuck. Fear is not the boss of you. So we're going to open this podcast up. Christopher Marvell is getting us ready with his show notes. And um, the first thing we're going to talk about is the type of fear that just kind of keeps us stuck. And I just want to read some things about fear. Fear makes us choose safe. It costs us years of our lives. Fear is a liar. Fear will convince you to wait, cause surely if you're scared, it must be bad timing. Fear will convince you to settle for less than what you deserve. Fear and insecurity will always try to talk you into settling for lesser things. Fear makes us hide. It makes us play small so that others won't see us. Sometimes that re- that means really small. And sometimes we can be fear just. It could be fearful to succeed. Fear, fear, fear. Right, keeping us stuck, keeping us small, keeping us play small. So, what are some things that you've learned over the years about fear? Has fear stopped you in any way?
0: No, I mean, I wouldn't say that fear stopped me. Um, I think that if anything, what what I think about fear is it is a very um, it's a very necessary regulation when it comes to how we live our life. Yeah, I think that you need a healthy level of fear because fear creates boundaries, Mm. you know, it creates a safety net, you know, it it, it allows you, it's an understanding of how you see the world. It's an accurate under, it, it can be an accurate understanding of how you see the world. You know, I have a fear that my, you know, son might run into the street. So when he goes outside, I sit on the porch. That's, that's a natural fear because he doesn't have a true understanding of the world. Right. But if I needed to hold his hand every step of the way because he's outside well then that might be an unnatural form of fear because Mm -hmm. now I've kind of crossed the boundaries of his freedom and my fear Mm -hmm. so I think that fear is necessary it's just that you just have to have a moderate version of it so that you're not losing out on life
1: Mm -hmm. okay so how as fear and in, in in terms of you want to show up in the world or pursue your dreams, have you ever allowed fear to stop you from being your most authentic self or the opinions of others or anything like that?
0: I can't. Um, I, I mean, no, I can't say that. I can't say that I think about uh, others or being judged when I do something. I think that if I want to do something, I, I typically go about it Um I think that any fear fear that I've ever operated in is um, after I've done something. Mm -hmm. You know, like, then I may think about, you know, did I do it well enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and is this something that I've... what I put out into the world, you know, is it gonna get the response? You know, I'm a little nervous about. I may have more nerves, but fear is not something that I kind of operate with.
1: Okay, good, yeah. good. What about you? Fear has definitely kept me stuck for a long time. Just the fear of other people's opinions, fear that I'm not good enough to accomplish my goals, or um, to take a place or a stance or take up space. Um, fear that. Um, I don't know how to do something, so I kind of like will procrastinate or just not get it done. Um, Fear that it has to be perfect before it can go out into the world. So, yeah, things like that has definitely kept me stuck. Um, I I recall that when I went to Ohio State, my first major was in psychology, and I really wanted to be a psychologist, Mm -hmm. and I allowed fear of not knowing how to really run a business. Like, in psychology, I never really saw somebody do it. I didn't even know a psychologist. Um, And then, plus, I had to take a foreign language in order to get a Bachelor's of Arts at Ohio State, and the foreign language was just extremely hard, and I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to pass it. It. And I remember changing my major to human development and family science, which is not far off from psychology, but it definitely took me on a different route. And I know that it was fear that made, that I made that decision. And looking back now, um, 14 years later, I, I'm in school for marriage and family therapy to get another master's degree. And this is a degree that I could have had fourteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So no regret, but just how how has fear shaped how did fear play into that? Fear played into that. And yeah. I'm okay with saying that as long as I'm learning from it. But at the end of the day, I made a choice based out of fear that now fourteen years later I'm finally going back and doing something that I originally wanted to do.
0: Yeah. And I don't, you know. I don't think it's a bad thing that fear stops you from doing something because I think fear is hardwired into us. But I think the greater lesson is what does fear teach us Right in that moment? Yeah. You know, so what does fear teach you? post-making those decisions.
1: Right. I mean, just that it's a it's a liar and just to go bust through and do the hard things and to really take time to evaluate, why am I making this decision? Am I making this decision because of people? Am I making this decision because of perception? I mean, it is the decision I'm making based off of truth. And I think we have to hold up to some light and debunk it and really find out. Okay, where is this coming from? You know what I mean. Where is this myth coming from? Where is this lie coming from? Or um, is it grounded in some truth? And if it's grounded in some truth, then that's okay. I think it's it's good to make wise choices. It's not always all you're just so fearful. No, I'm being wise. You know, I think that's a fine line and it's a difference. But if it's if it's rooted in a worthiness issue or a competence issue, or if it's a little bit of imposter syndrome in there, like I think we need to take time and evaluate that for sure.
0: I think that what people also think too much of is like, how do I get rid of fear? Like, how do I stop being right. fearful? Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's the right question. I, I don't think it's the goal is to get rid of fear. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, cause if you, if you have to get rid of fear, what it means to get rid of fear is just the wrong question. What it means is if I get rid of fear, I stop. Um, trying things. I stopped trying to create. I stopped putting my ideas out into the world. I stopped moving forward, you know, um, and that more so sounds like paralysis. That sounds like I'm stuck, you know, and, and I've now I've avoided fear because I stopped moving. That's it. But at the same time, I think the question is, how do I salsa merengue with this thing while trying to get what I want? Like, yeah. how do I dance with fear at the same time, like, how do I make that part work? Because I don't think it's important for you to avoid fear. Yeah, I think fear is a part of life and it's a part of creating.
1: I agree 100 percent. I think as we matriculate through life, we're always going to have fearful moments, especially if you're evolving. I mean, even if you want to evolve in your marriage or your relationship with your boyfriend, it's going to be times where you have to be vulnerable, where you have to let your real self show. And that's fearful. And, but if you want to grow and you want to mature, and you want to become better. You got to face that. And um, so as we just do life, we're going to come across fear as you put that new idea out into the world, as you write that book or as you drop that quote on Instagram or whatever that's vulnerable, whenever you have to show up. Um, And be honest about maybe something that you're experiencing or um, a part of you that you realize that you want to change. That is fearful to face yourself and look in the mirror and say, I have gained 50 pounds is fearful. And now what am I going to do about it? Because I recognize it, Mm. you know, so I think um, we're always going to have fear. So, yeah, I agree. The question is not how can I avoid fear? I think the question is more so what do I do when I'm faced in a fearful
0: situation? Yeah. I mean, I think what you do, like, you know, in the sense of, you know, one of the hallmarks of, you know, what it means to be fearful is to be a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. So what do I do when it comes to procrastinating and if I'm operating out of fear? Yeah. Um, and we always say this is, you know, doing the hard things. Right. You know, when if you do the hard part first, Yeah. it knocks out this wall of fear that you might have you know I think that a big part of it is you know pushing past fears like it's not easy like no I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be easy you know it's it is hard you know but it's it's important to start with the hard first mm-hmm. and then work your way to the other parts and then I think that gives you the reward over time um, and I think that you you have to I think it's also important to not give yourself an out because of fear like I think overcoming fear is muscle memory
1: Mm, that's good
0: and I think that when you overcome you know fear once it feels good it's like okay that didn't kill me whatever anxious thought I had wasn't true okay and so then here comes another moment let me try it again and then you overcome that and so now you're starting to build a rhythm for what it takes to overcome things.
1: Yes. I think that's so good. I love that you brought up procrastination because it's just resistance, especially when we procrastinate um, because we have something that is vulnerable or um, procrastination is the thing that you do because it feels better to do something else than to do this hard thing. i rather stream through Netflix or scroll through Instagram because that is numbing and I don't have to do this hard thing right now. i rather... Organize the photos in my phone. Like Mm. whatever I can do other than the hard thing. And that can be an you know what I mean, I it's a form procrastination is a form of fear and it's like I don't want to dig deep I don't want to do that hard thing so let me do something else and it can be just a good distractions too like we can allow good distractions to allow us to procrastinate from doing the things we need to do our kids our spouses our home there will forever be always joke like it's so hard working from home because there's always something to get done like I it can distract you just from and you know the work before you folding clothes, uh, cleaning up the refrigerator, putting the groceries up. I mean, it's always something to be done. It gives you a pathway to not do things. Yeah. So procrastination is a, a, a definitely a thing that people use when they're fearful because it helps us to not have to face that thing.
0: But uh, you know, I mean, even in another space, um, people who often procrastinate are self-doubting. You know, and so that's a whole nother level of fear is I doubt my capability of following through on this, mm-hmm. you know, of being able to do this. And so I'm going to place a ton of other things in the way so that I don't have to ever come to the realization or the outcome of my doubts.
1: Right. Yeah. That's that imposter syndrome. Right. Yeah. Like I am not capable of doing this, even though I am qualified, even though I have a degree in this or I'm really knowledgeable in this. It's like, who am I to show up in the world and be great? But who are you not to, right? Mm. Like you deserve Mm -hmm. to be great. Who are you not to be great? You know, who are you to sit on your gifts and your talents? And when you do that, you really stifle the people around you. But when you let it go and be free and operate in your purpose and your calling and, and you put that thing out into the world and you show up in your authentic self, you give people the courage to do the same. I I like looking at. Can
0: I I tell you something? I love like listening to you, like like when you light up and like you're like giving off like content and like stuff. Like I just think it's like pretty awesome. Like thank you. Always always say that you know Jasmine is beautiful. It comes. It's a very natural statement for me. I think she actually might take it for granted. But I love you. Thank you. The thing is like when I just see her light up, um, and talk about a subject that you know is very difficult for her in her own life, um. I just find that to just still be remarkable.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I think another way that we exude fear is trying to be perfect or being super responsible. Um, Mm. So even with being perfect, like perfection doesn't exist. Right. Like I read a quote one time that said, like, you need to be okay with putting B stuff out into the world. And I feel like when you are a perfectionist, it's really just fear that you're hiding behind because it's the feeling like I like it sounds more honorable to say, like, I'm waiting until it's perfect. Right. But no, like that doesn't exist. And you can still put it out there and and grow from it. It does not have to be perfect. It's just a fear of you actually doing it. Right. So you're waiting, procrastinating, trying to make it perfect. You are trying to do this, do that. And it keeps you from taking risks. It keeps you from um, just go ahead and 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 put it out there and and see what the response is, you know. And it, good or bad, you'll learn. And I think that that is um, really important when it comes to you know, being super responsible too, like you 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 don't want to take a risk because it's like, oh, I have to cross all my Ts and dot all my I's. I have to make sure that I'm making the right choice. And if I if I go for this one and I don't go for the other one, what does that mean? And you get so in your head about it. And I think um it's good to be responsible. It's good to be a rule follower, but at some point we have to be decision makers.
0: I mean, it's kind of funny like when we think of perfectionism because really we're looking for other people to esteem us. So it's like it's community esteem. Yeah. You're not looking for self-esteem. Like it's community esteem. Yes.
1: Yeah, people esteem. Yeah, you're
0: looking for peop- other people esteem. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're looking so for someone true. else to give you enough confidence to move forward. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, I think the only people that, that are given, are given self-esteem are children. Like, that's where a parent speaks so much life into you to get you to do something. You know, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Like, the only person that needs that is a child. Yeah. Like, when you're an adult, why are you waiting on other people to fail? Mm -hmm. Like, you should move, fail, and learn from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the, the, the true lessons, there's no lesson. No one's ever looked back on something they created and said, that was stupid. That was a waste of time. I just find it to be very rare. Like the person who puts the, the paint brush to the, to the canvas, once they start actually, you know, stroking the brush, it's like, okay, like I feel good doing this. Not really sure where it's going, but, you know, there's colors on the thing. I'm, right. I'm creating something that wasn't in the world yeah. versus sitting back thinking about not doing it. And you're looking at a blank canvas that doesn't mean anything to anybody. And yeah. I, I just think there's so much more that you can give to the world when you choose to, you know, dip your paintbrush and, you know, paint something for the world to see. And not everyone's going to like it. Yeah. Not everyone needs to like it. You know, if if one percent of the world liked something that you created, you would be one of the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. Like so true. You don't so, need everybody to like everything.
1: No. And and perfectionism is more like about pride, I think, and self preservation than it is about um, the work that you're creating. It is about like, what, like I want to do everything to minimize judgment, shame, blame, criticism. Like, so I'm going to try to create this thing. That's, but it's just fear. I'm fearful of being judged. I'm fearful of being criticized. I'm fearful of being blamed. And there's no way that you are going to be able to put anything out into the world or show up as your most authentic self without those things sometimes happening. Do you know how often you get into the car with your spouse or with your girlfriend and you talk about somebody else? That they have no idea that you have talked about them. I don't talk about other people. You know how many times you have sat up there in your bed and had pillow talk with your spouse about other people, right? You're going to, you, we criticize people. We talk about people. And you're, and you, do you, I think I say this to Chris, like, I wonder how many people talk about me that would never know, but you know, what happens, you know, people talk about you and it's just, it, it, it is what it is. And we have to just know that we cannot avoid those things in life and just mm. to move through it anyways. So, um. Did you want to say anything else about no, fear before we wrapped up?
0: No, I was gonna say that, you know, I think that failure in the end gives you a voice, you know, like because you're a person that tried. And it just shows that you care about something more than those who didn't.
1: Yeah. That's good. That's
0: and it, good. It gives you a it gives you space, you know, like that's why like you've ever been in the crowd and somebody's doing something that you deem to be awkward. But you also recognize their courage at -hmm. the same time. And it's like something in you questions why you didn't do that as well. Yeah. Like you like to dance. But when the person on the dance floor starts getting busy, it still doesn't wake you up enough to go do it. And you recognize, wow, I wish I had that courage. Right. Even if they look a little, you know, silly doing it, guess what? They created energy. Mm-hmm. People are clapping for them. That's true. And afterward, people think they're just more dope than they were before they start dancing.
1: Yeah, and it adds pizzazz to the environment for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking when we were at the collective pack um event for early uh, voting. Remember that guy randomly just started dancing, mm-hmm. and it's like. Okay, that's awkward. But he was showing up, right, in his authentic self, and he was the only one dancing. But he was like break dancing, and what people start doing, clapping, recording, and yeah. and it added pizzazz to the event. Like that made a lot of people's timelines. Like, look how cool this event yeah. is. Like, people are showing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, like he added something to it, and that took courage.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it took courage. Yeah. So that writing that you want to do, um, that. You know, that painting again that you want, that song you've been waiting to do. Um, You know, the fact that you've always wanted to, you know, start journaling and you're afraid of your own thoughts being on page. Yeah. Um, The girl you wanted to ask out, like none of that's going to happen if you don't take action. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's a it's a thought between your two ears. Like no one knows. No one cares, you know, about your ideas. People want to see it on in action and even if she says no you learn from it mm-hmm. you sit back after she says no and says okay man why did you say that and now you're like okay if I if I said this she might have so now the next time you might say this and you might get the results you wanted and, and even if you don't you're like okay I tried those two things and they didn't work yes so let me try this one or let me ask somebody else what they think about this it creates momentum and that's with anything if the song sucks and people don't like it or people don't get you don't get the response ask for feedback yeah. feedback alleviates fear mm-hmm. because now you're learning from it and that's what helps you move forward is getting the feedback so that what takes you from fear to fear is hitting your head looking around to see if someone notices and then saying, I'm not going to do that again. But if you hit your head on something and you ask people, you know, like for feedback, you know, could I have done this differently? You know, what did, what did you see? Like wh- whatever, you'll avoid hitting your head again and you'll have more courage to actually do whatever you were trying to do.
1: hmm. That's good. It reminds me of what we just listened to yesterday with Seth Gordon. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about that about the 800 times and and how he realized um, it wasn't me. It's the project. And I think that's such a good, good way of looking at it. So just tell us about the 800 times the Remember he was talking about Chris is like trying to recall what we were listening to. Remember he was saying he had wrote a book and it got rejected 800 oh, times.
0: So yeah, I mean,
1: and he's one of the greatest What's great about him is that he's a very successful and one of the greatest thought leaders and yeah. writers of our time right now. Right.
0: Yeah, he's written 19 best, best selling books. Um, he's blogged over 7,000 days in a row. Um, and so his consistency is amazing and his consistency in trying to get his first book published, you know, was amazing. He got rejected 800 times,
1: 800 times. First
0: off, it just takes a level of, um, (laughs) you know, F you to the world to continue to ask 800 people to look at your project. It takes a level of gall
1: just coming back from that. 800 times people have said no to you. This is not it. You ain't got the juice.
0: But how many times he tinkered with it, you know, um, over and over again to figure it out. Uh, So, you know, I I think it's just to say. It's just to say that. You can figure everything is figure outable.
1: Yes. But
0: you have to sustain the gas to get there yes
1: and um and then also i love that he said at some point i realized okay this is not this is the work it's not me Mm. and i think separating the two so so especially when we're talking to our creatives out there it's so personal right uh what what erica badu say she says uh I'm sensitive about my, uh-huh. right? And it's what it's what creatives are. We we are so tied to our work. It's personal. It's vulnerable. It's my story. Like it's these, my yeah. thoughts, yeah. right? And so it's really hard to separate our work from who we are. And I think his ability to do that was, was what propelled him to be able to go for, forth and to, you know, face it and not be fearful of keep going. So one other, two things I want to leave you guys with is this. We say this all the time on this podcast that, um... That movement creates clarity. So just start moving, just one foot in front of the other, and, um, and you will figure it out as you go. And you will get stuck again, and you will stop again, and then just keep going, one foot in front of the other, and you will begin to get the clarity that you need. Um, but just just don't allow fear to stop you. Just start moving, one step at a time. And then the last thing I want to leave you guys with regards to fear, um, I just recently read a book called "Fear is Not the Boss of You" by Jennifer Alwood. It's a very good book, and the thing she talks about is confidence is not the goal. Sometimes we always feel like we have to be confident in order to Get things started. Confidence is a belief in oneself and one's ability. That is how you begin to get confident in something. I've done this before. I don't know. I'm confident in this. I, I did this before. I know how to grab a mic, talk to the crowd. You do that because of experience and experience over time and succeeding over time. You become confident in something. When we're starting these things out, or we're starting something new, or we're starting our small group class or we're going to therapy for the first time. We are not confident in that thing what we need and what our goal and our focus should be, as we said earlier in this podcast, is courage. You just need the courage to get started. You need the courage to show up. You need the courage to be vulnerable. You need the courage to make the phone call. You need the courage to walk into that meeting. You need the courage to let your voice be heard. What you need first is courage, not confidence. So confidence is not the goal. The goal is courage to get unstuck from fear.
0: Those are. Very good. Last thoughts. Thank you. I'm gonna try my best to level up to this as well. Okay. Might as well. My. I, I'm gonna be a little short here. So what? I, what I would say, you know, don't being aware of your fear is necessary, but overcoming it to succeed is truly triumphant. Um, sadness is always going to happen when it comes to like you failing or you know not reaching your goals but being stuck is a choice mm. when we truly think about what fear means what does it mean to your life to um what does it mean to your life when you have this long-term goal that you truly want to reach and in a moment of fear you stop pursuing something that means so much to you. I think that you have to eventually question, um, how much you truly desire something versus the idea of something like, so if you truly desire something, nothing will get in your way of that. There's no, there's no fear of it. You know, if I truly desire to create safety for myself, you know, I won't, um, allow certain things to happen to me. If I truly desire to make a certain you know career change because you know something's not working for me, then nothing's gonna stop me from doing that. Um, but if it's just an idea, then fear can overwhelm me and take over that idea and just put it out put it out like a small fire. You have to start really realizing that the things that you want are either ideas, or their life changes. And then lastly, I want you to start writing down the things that you have thought were going to take place that you feared and reviewing them either on a month to month basis or every three to six months and checking off all the things that actually came true. And you'll start to see that most of the things that seem like doom never came to pass. Um, because our mind creates pockets of fear when it doesn't have information. So gather more information like sticks on a fire and you will snuff out fear quicker than you've ever seen.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to episode, I don't even know, of The Fresh Life. We are so grateful for you as always. We have some really cool things if you head over to thefreshlifebrand.com. We have a new ebook out called 30 Days to Greater Self-Love. I think in this time of burnout and just the country and the state of 2020 and all that we are constantly just being um, downloaded into our brains, constant information. We're in the age of information for sure. And um, it's just so much. I just think it's so important to take time out for ourselves, to be very intentional to love on ourselves, be very intentional to take care of ourselves. Um, it's truly like they say, you know, the the famous thing about, you know, you have to put on your if the plane is going down, you have to put on your mask first before you can help anybody else. But it's truly, we have to survive out here. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to make ourselves a priority. I always say there's no glory in the grind that grinds you down to the ground, and that is so true. Hmm. So I want you to um, really purchase the ebook. We're going to be doing some really creative things surrounding that ebook for everybody that has bought it, and just as far as interacting with you guys, holding you guys accountable to making yourself a priority so definitely head over to the website and purchase that um the fresh life is just always evolving we always have something going on so make sure you check in with our website make sure you are an email subscriber oh that's what i'm talking too fast
0: almost lost her almost, almost, almost lost her
1: almost was out of here um, make sure you are a part of our email subscriber list and um, Chris does a phenomenal job about sending out different articles um, just to keep you motivated, keep you inspired, keep you healthy and keep you whole so please make sure that you are a part of our email blast. We love you guys. We are so grateful for everyone who tunes in and listens. We are just beyond grateful for you. Thank you for being part of the First Life community and we'll see you soon.